all the wonder in that moment. All the things that the Bible says that Mary treasured in her heart, for God had chosen her to give birth to the Son of God. We've been in a message series in our church for the past few weeks. It's been called Me in Christmas. We've tried to make the point that the best way to get Christmas in here, to get Christmas in me, is to put me in Christmas. To maybe stand in the shoes of those who are in the Christmas story and consider what it must have been like to have been them, to walk in their shoes, to be at that first Christmas. And maybe, just maybe, as we kind of replace them with ourselves, we could see a response of faith in our lives that might be similar to theirs. Be encouraged, maybe even challenged, to walk in faith as they did. And what I want to do tonight, just for a few moments, is I want to look at this person called Mary. Tonight, um, Christmas Eve, is not a time for a sermon. It's a time for celebration. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time, but I do want us to look at Mary and look at the scripture that talks about her response of faith. And you may be saying to yourself, oh my, well, what in the world would I have in common with, with Mary? Here is a young girl in a very remote part of the earth, a small city called Nazareth, 2,000 years ago in a culture and a world that existed back then. She was found to be pregnant. And some of you guys are saying, what in the world? You know, I tried to identify with my wife when she was pregnant. How could I do that with Mary? What in the world would I have in common with Mary? Well, I think that there are some things that we have in common with Mary, and I think that'll encourage you. So I'm going to read from Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 46, it says this, and Mary said this. This was in response, by the way, to the angel coming and announcing that she was going to give birth to the Son of God. And this is her response. Some people call this her song or her doxology, a a poem, basically, that Mary uttered in response to all that God had blessed her with. This is what she said. My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. His mercy extends to those who fear Him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with His arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel remember to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. Now, there are some themes that are included in this poem that I think we can identify with. The first thing that's true about Mary is that she was a very, very common person. A common person. Um, I, I don't think that we have any royalty in the room Maybe, maybe we do, some, some visitors who are here, <laughs> or kings. Some of you guys think you're the kings of your castle, right? You know, I'm the leader of my home, I'm the king of my castle. But uh, we are pretty common, regular people here in the room today. 
What amazes me how God does very extraordinary things with very ordinary people. Christmas is always a time for me to look back upon my life and think about how God has blessed me, not only currently, but how he's changed and transformed my life. Um, I remember uh, vividly uh, days uh, growing up as a teenager, not going to church, not being a Christian, not understanding God, not knowing Christ. Days uh, that lacked purpose, that lacked a sense of meaning, a sense of a future. And uh, then at the age of 17 years old, Christ coming into my life in a very powerful way and uh, me trusting him to forgive me my sin and to take me to heaven one day and how that was a life-transforming decision. And ever since then, as the years have kind of clicked by since, you know, I was 17, to think about how God, uh, in some amazing way, came to a very common, ordinary teenager and changed his life. That's really what happened to Mary. She was a very common person, a person of no position, a person of no consequence, certainly that day, and yet God chose her to do something rather extraordinary. So she was a common person, but also she was given a divine purpose. That's something else that we have in common with Mary. We have a divine purpose. If you're a believer here today, you have a divine purpose. You have a calling upon your life. It could be a calling to be a better father, better mother, better husband, better wife, better worker, a better individual. It's a calling to fulfill God's purposes for your life while you're here on this earth. And just like Mary, those of us who know Christ have been called to a life. And there's a purpose that God has placed in our hearts. And I thought about that with respect to Mary in my own life. And thinking about, my, you know, it seems like everything um, in my experience flows through the reality of the question, what does God want me to do? And that doesn't make me special or doesn't make me more spiritual than anybody else. I'm just like you, and we're just like Mary. We ask God for his will. We seek to do his purpose while we're here on this earth. And sometimes we forget how that has brought so much meaning to our lives. Every New Year's Eve, my family, we gather around the table and we make out little cards and we talk about what we would like to see accomplished or what we're going to pray for in the new year. And some of those are kind of goals and objectives, things that we'd like to see take place, um, things that we'd like to say to each other in our home, in our, in our relationships with one another. But I thought about that. I, I thought, you know, what is true about our family is that we're asking the big question of what does God want? Some of you can remember a day in your life when that question was not ever on your mind, when that question was not ever on your heart. And something happened, something changed. And you decided that God had a plan and a purpose for you, that he had a future, and that you were no longer to live for yourself, but instead you were to live for God. And just like Mary, you have a divine purpose to fulfill. And Christmas is a reminder of that purpose. I think what is also true of Mary, kind of as we finish up today, is that she experienced a very supernatural power. (laughs) I mean, that's 
That's kind of minimizing it, isn't it? (laughs) But that same spirit that rests upon Mary to help her to achieve this amazing calling that she had with her life, this 13, 14, maybe 15-year-old girl who had been chosen. And the burden of that calling had been placed upon her life. And she had a choice to make. And she chose to do what God wanted her to do. In fact, her cousin Elizabeth really summed it up in verse 45. I think that passage is up here on the screen also. Elizabeth said to her in this context, said to Mary, Blessed is she who has believed what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. Now that statement could be read about each one of us. Blessed is he, blessed is she, who has believed that what the Lord has said to him, to her, will be accomplished. The truth is you are a blessed individual, I'm a blessed individual, who understands that though we are common, though we are ordinary, that God does something extraordinary with our lives. He has an adventure for each one of us. I'm so glad that he changed my life. I've been a Christian for, I don't know, decades. (laughs) 30 years. 30 years now. I'm 47. became a Christian when I was 17. I just can't imagine my life going another direction. Certainly could have. But I'm so thankful for that calling upon my life, the ability to minister. Uh the opportunity and the privilege to be involved in God's redemptive drama that he is working all over the world. And I get to be involved in it here at the Brook, here in Northwest Houston. That God is still changing lives, that he is still calling people, that he is still transforming hearts and families, and he is still redeeming people unto himself, that people are still finding Christ as their Savior. To be a part of that great redemptive drama is an amazing, amazing privilege. It's what I get to experience. It's what you get to experience, too. And we do that not in and of our own power. Just like Mary, we get to experience a very supernatural power in our lives. If Christmas is anything, it's a reminder that God, the CEO of the universe, the God of heaven and earth, lives right here. He will be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. No longer is he distant. No longer is he remote. If you know Christ as your Savior and you're in this room tonight, be reminded that within you, the very Spirit of Christ lives, and it is a supernatural power. So though you are common, and though you have a purpose that God has given you, You do not achieve that purpose in and of your own strength. That what God has said will be done, will be done. And just as Mary was, you can be blessed if you will be reminded of that and believe it. It makes me think often about Mary's progression of faith. I I love these stories. I I love to think about what, what they must have been going through, these very ordinary people who had been called into this amazing purpose. 
But I wonder along the way if God revealed more and more to Mary about her calling and about her purpose in life. Maybe it came in kind of bite-sized chunks. and She didn't understand everything at first, but based upon what God had told her to do, she decided that she was going to do it. And then she kept following Christ and more and more became revealed to her as she went along. I often think about, well, what did Mary know? Mary, did you know that this child that was within you would one day become a man who would die for the sins of the world. Did you know that? What a powerful thing. Someone asked me last week after the sermon, they said, well, if these people, Joseph, Mary, the shepherds, if if they were so important, why is there so little known about them in the scripture. I made a big point last week as we talked about Joseph that we don't have a lot of information about Joseph. We really don't have a lot of information about shepherds. That for the most part, those who were involved in that very first Christmas were pretty common and unknown people. And my response to her was two things. I said, well, remember that this is God's word and that whatever is contained in here is is enough that we may not have everything that we want to know. You know, I'd love to have more information about some of these people and some of the things that God says. But what he has given us is what he wanted to give us. It's enough for us to have faith. But the other thing I said was maybe that God chose these people. He chose common people because he wanted to send a message for human beings for all time. And that is that Christmas is not for those of royalty and position and privilege. Christmas is for everyone, you and me. Christmas is a reminder that though we be common, God can do very uncommon, amazing things. Though we be weak and frail and Though we make mistakes, that God can still use us. He can forgive us. That though we be ordinary, he can do very extraordinary things through his power. That's the whole message of Christmas. And that's why I think God used these people in the way that he did. And I hope that you're encouraged by that. I'm certainly encouraged by that. Mike's going to sing a song. It's called Mary, Did You Know? So we think about Mary and her response of faith. I want you to consider the words of this song and allow the Lord to speak to you and put yourself in her place.